0: Welcome to the Pharmacy Future Leaders podcast with your host, Tony Guerra. The Pharmacy Future Leaders is part of the Pharmacy Podcast Network, focusing on pharmacy student perspectives, interviews, and the future outlook of our pharmacy industry.
1: This is Crystal Green, Pharmacy Technician Program Coordinator with Hutchison Community College, and you're listening to the Pharmacy Podcast
0: welcome to the pharmacy podcast network i'm your co-host tony Guerra for the pharmacy future leaders podcast broadcasting from the health and public services building on the dmacc ankeny iowa campus connect with me on twitter at tony underscore PharmD, or on youtube at tony farm d where you can find over 800 pharmacy videos supporting my audiobook memorizing pharmacology today we have crystal green who has been a certified pharmacy technician since 1998 worked in a pharmacy since 1994, starting as a junior in high school in a small hospital pharmacy, then went on to earn a bachelor's in biology from Wichita State University in 2000, and has taught at Hutchison Community College since 2008. Crystal, welcome to the Pharmacy Podcast.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Well, everyone's leadership road is a little bit different. Uh, Can you tell us a little bit about where you started uh, and where you are now and how you got there?
1: Yeah, um, I started as a junior in high school um, working for Halstead Hospital Pharmacy. It's um, no longer in business, but um, I was just a pharmacy aide at the time, and I started working there. Um, my mom had worked as a tech in the retail outpatient pharmacy, and she knew a lot of the technicians and the pharmacist in both. And they had talked about wanting an aid and she's like, well, my daughter's in high school. And that's kind of where I got started. Um, so I would work there, um, about every other weekend. And then I just, um, I liked hospital. I did try retail for about a year or two and realized that really wasn't for me. And, um, I've worked hospital ever since. I still actually, even though I am teaching, I still hold a PRN position at a hospital in Wichita, Kansas. So um, it's definitely a field I really like to work in.
0: It's good to stay up to date uh, and to to keep in. Um, What about your program, though? Tell me a little bit about uh, your program and um, how it's kind of a hybrid program.
1: Okay, Um, Our program, It's a certificate program. It's three semesters long, assuming that you go full time. Um, Some of the courses are strictly online, um, and a couple of the others are online as far as like the course content. But you would have to be here three days a semester, full days, for lab. So basically, you're here for three days each semester for the hands-on portion. And we do that because we like to have them ready and refreshed before they go out into their clinicals. Their third semester technically is clinical, um, but we like to give them a little bit of community pharmacy exposure in the first semester, hospital pharmacy exposure in the second, and then in that third semester, we bring them in right before clinicals. We do kind of a skills check with them, a refresher, and then they start their practicum experience.
0: Okay. And um, how has the Pharmacy Technician Educators Council, the organization, uh, been part of uh, how you do what you do or what have you learned from them, just the organization?
1: Well, they're a very valuable asset for me, actually. I love getting the threads. Um, A lot of the questions that are brought up, especially with the new, um, the people that join, are a lot of the questions that I've had come across, and some of them from the more experienced Members are questions that we come across with accreditation. They'll ask questions of, "Hey, I had a site visit and I need this. What do you guys use?" And so it's nice for me to go back and look, kind of as a double check. Oh, well, you know, how is my am, am I doing this right? What's everybody else doing? Um, to keep everything standard and in line. Um, so I think it's just a very good collaboration tool um, for all of us, so that we can all stay connected and make sure we're on track. And um, yeah, it's been a very valuable. <laughs>
0: yeah I use the Google group all the time I put it all I put all that stuff in one folder and
1: um,
0: yeah it's it's really been helpful um, but tell me about the the national meeting so the national meeting is in Las Vegas uh, this year in July and is this your first meeting or have you been to a meeting before?
1: This is my first meeting with the p Tech um, group. I've been actually to the ASHP midyear meetings um, I go to those usually I try to go to those every other year. Um, but this will be the first one I've actually attended with the Tech group. I've wanted to go in the past. Um, I know that we have our meetings traditionally in July and that's kind of a very busy time for me. Um, so it's hard for me to get away like with the kids and stuff, but, um, this year we, uh, actually have they're older and so it's easier for people to take care of the kids and I can actually get away so I'm actually looking forward to going I'm hoping that um, since we were just through our reaccreditation accreditation um, site survey site visit this past January um, I'm hoping to kind of go in and meet with others and kind of like just actually meet some of these faces that you see that come across the threads and um, kind of see more what they're doing talk about some of the topics that you know we all are, are concerned about, and one of them being the pharmacy tech certification board um, not having the requirement in 2020 um, that all technicians be certified nationally. Yeah, um, that's the one thing. The pro- yeah, program. Um, so I just kind of like to see what everybody's views are and um, just kind of use it as a good networking ex- experience. So.
0: Yeah, that's the one thing that I think is so valuable is that you're not in it alone because really when you're the program coordinator, you're kind of alone. You
1: um, are because uh, nobody else knows what you're doing.
0: <laughs> no, you're right. I, I, work, I I'm, My office is with CNA, and then we've got respiratory therapy and medical technician and all these things. We've got 19 different groups, but there's no other pharmacy groups. Right. And so the one place that I can go is that uh, Google group and then uh, – to uh, the meeting. But what made you change from ASHP this time to the P-TECH meeting in Vegas?
1: Um, Actually, I went to the ASHP meeting um, in December, and it's not that much that I changed. I just, I think that this would be more technician education specific. Whereas, you know, the mid-year, the ASHP mid-year, you do get some really good information and you do get some valuable CE. Um, But I think this would be good or just strictly coming from a technician educator's point, and all the CE and all the programs will be based just on that. Um, I know, like, with the ASHP, they only have a couple of, like, technician-specific um, events or uh, things that are held. So you can go to a couple of those, but then the rest of them are more kind of general, more broad, just CE-based.
0: Yeah, based. You, you talked a little bit already about um, what you want to get out of it, uh, but uh, tell me a little bit about uh, Vegas as a venue and why that actually works really well. Um, I didn't think about it until you started talking about uh, the costs of certain uh, conferences. And, and the cost of this conference, uh, I think it's $300 versus uh, what an ASHP is, I think uh, somewhere around 800 or something like that. Um, but what about the travel to Vegas?
1: Yeah. Well, I know that cost-wise, um, the registration fees for this are Pretty similar for the technicians um, for ASHP, the mid-year. I know we only pay about $375, $350. I know pharmacists pay double that. Um, so as far as costs, registration costs are pretty similar, but as far as a venue, Vegas just is a lot cheaper. I mean, you can bundle your flight and hotel a lot of times um, cheaper than actually using the the rate that was given um, through the through the hotel. Um, or the organization that books rooms to the hotel, you can usually go on to like Southwest Vacations or Expedia, and you can usually bundle your hotel with your flight for considerably less than any other venue that's traditionally used. So I know if you're looking for a cost standpoint, which a lot of these colleges are cutting back on spending and um, being very careful about how they delegate the Perkins funds, you know, this is half the cost of some of the other um, meetings, and so it's easier to actually afford to go to this, not just you know, time-wise, but money-wise.
0: Okay. Well, you're, you're, you sound like um, you, you went into this program in 2008. Uh, you've taken control of the program. Everything's going really well. Has there been a time while you were at your program where things just fell apart, or you're like, how is this? What, this is <laughs> not working. Uh, what's uh, been the most difficult thing that you've gone through uh, at Hutchison?
1: Well, yeah, kind of right now. Um, we lost our clinical coordinator in July of last year. And so it's been just me running the program and trying to run clinicals. Um, so that's been very nerve wracking. I, I think I spend more time doing those clinical coordinator duties, um, making sure contracts are in order and up to date and making sure we have current preceptor forms and checking on the students and making, making sure they have all their required documents into every site they're going to. And, um, it'd be really nice to have one, but where we're, where we are located. Um, it's kind of hard to find a good experienced technician who wants to work part time because our position is only 25 hours, um, you know, in Hutchison, Kansas. So (laughs) especially with the requirements that, you know, that are kind of put on you from, you know, like the ASHP perspective and, you know, from like an education perspective, it's, it's kind of hard to find somebody willing to leave their current job for a 25 hour non-benefit job. (laughs) So um, I think that's probably like the biggest struggle right right now where I'm just like, Oh my gosh, I hope I don't screw anything up. But yeah, I mean, otherwise, I mean, I think it's kind of, you know, we we seem like we're always changing. I feel like we're always changing things every year. I, I'm at curriculum committee, changing something, um, you know, because pharmacy changes like the accreditation um, standard, you know, is always updated and, you know, you want to maintain that. And as changes come across, you want to keep current or even maybe be a little bit ahead of the game. So going being proactive, you go ahead and start those changes and, Um, every year there's something that we're updating, not just content in the course, but I mean, something about the program, like something is being changed.
0: Yeah, no, it's, it's pretty dynamic. Uh, Well, pharmacy as a profession is pretty dynamic. And, and what you say is, is so true when you have an experiential office at a school of pharmacy with seven full-time people versus this is part of your job, which has just kind of gone on. But maybe there's uh, one or two things that in getting this additional role that you've streamlined or that you've uh, really learned from uh, having to add this role to yourself? What is something that maybe you've done to uh, make it easier for yourself?
1: Well, yeah, so we've started working on all the paperwork and documentation in first semester now instead of second. Um, so that's something we start hounding them with first semester. Hey, get this done. Let's go ahead and get you registered. Let's do all this um get all these forms back to me. Um, by this time, because it does, it takes a lot of time to place them in sites. And um, and when you don't, <laughs> when they turn in your paperwork in the semester and they expect to be in practicum, you know, five weeks later, it just, it doesn't happen. So, um, so we started working on that first semester now. And I know I try to definitely keep contact with the sites. I, I want to check on them at each site at least once just to kind of maintain that face to face relationship because it's harder for them to tell you, no, oh, we can't take a student if they know who you are. They're usually more accommodating and they're like, yeah, we'll, we'll squeeze them in. Um, so just like communication, like really communicating with your sites, I think is really important and I've learned that. Um, so, you know, looking forward into when we do find somebody I want that person to be a good communicator. I want them to be organized and on top of things. And these are things that I'm going to really look for in my next um clinical coordinator.
0: No, that's, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Where
1: My other uh, one was really good. I just want to clear that up there. She was very good, but uh, <laughs> she was very good, but now, now you appreciate her once she's gone. But now I know going forward, those are traits that you really have to look for.
0: No, absolutely. And I, I was just thinking, you know, when we, we talk about, you know, uh, going out there and, and meeting them and, and having relationships with them, uh, we are in some ways competing with the pharmacy students. Uh, are. And there are more pharmacy students. And sometimes uh, I'll get the, yeah, I'm sorry, but we've got a pharmacy student. But if it's somebody I know, uh, just like you said, uh, I can maybe they'll say, okay, well, maybe we'll have uh, room for them. And, and I honestly feel like it's better when the pharmacy student is there because then they get to work with the technicians uh, and see what it's like to work with them before they get out there. Um, yeah. Tell me about your first day on the job, because my first day on the job, and it was in retail, but uh, the pharmacist left, went to lunch, and I had a customer complain the very first thing I did. He's like, did you just touch my pills? I was like, no, I didn't touch your pills. You know, I used a spatula. <laughs> uh, what was that like? You know, so with the, these students are going out that first day. Uh, what was your first day like?
1: Okay, my very first day in pharmacy. Okay, I will never forget this. Um, I don't think... The pharmacy, mind you, this was in you know the 90s, um, and they didn't have a lot of computer storage. So they, and everything was paper back then. So they had a lot of files. Everything like the Mars, everything was filed. Any new order, change, everything was documented. So you had all these you know, forms or papers. I remember coming in, and there was this stack. Oh, my gosh. I think it was maybe a foot. Like, I don't think they had filed in, like, a month. Uh, (laughs) So I had to, one, go in and file everything, and then I had to go and pull folders, you know, discharges, create folders. Anyway, it was just kind of a mess. There was a lot of filing to do. I just remember being... I spent most of my day filing and then, you know, you move on to other things later, but there was a lot of filing.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, I'm sure some people would actually want to get in touch with you. Uh, what's be- the best way for someone to contact you?
1: Um, for me, email. Um, I check my email all the time, even like on the weekends. Um, it's, it's on my phone. It's, I'm always checking it. <laughs> Guilty.
0: Uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> I, <laughs> um, I, I'd say email, um, and it's G-R-E-E-N-E-C at Hutch. CC.edu. You can also call my office and like this in the summers, I'm kind of in and out just because I do like to take some time off in the summers. But um, and my office number is 620-665-3346. And that is a direct line to my phone.
0: Okay, so just a couple of uh, quick hit questions at the end here. Um, What's the best career advice you've ever given or gotten?
1: Um, in the best career advice I ever got, um, I actually was, it was my senior year and I was working in that same small pharmacy and it was an older pharmacist who he actually was retired and he would just come in and do relief work. And I remember him telling me as we were standing there doing cart fill um, he was like, you know, pharmacy is just one of those professions that you can just never walk away from. He says, once you're in, you're hooked. And I remember him telling me that, and sure enough, it was true. Because you know, so many years later, here I am, and I'm still doing pharmacy. So that was probably the most influential. Um, as far as giving advice on like pharmacy or like career changes, I mean, just do what you are comfortable with. Do what you like. Um, If you're interested in it then you'll want to pursue it. I mean, I wouldn't pursue something just because it sounds glamorous, whatever. I mean, you have to have an interest in it. So I would tell anybody, and a lot of the students that come to me and say, well, I think I want to be a pharmacist, but I don't know. I tell them, you know, working as a technician is a great way to find out because you see what they do every day. So working as a tech gets you not only in the door, it gets you a little bit of hands-on experience before you go spend all the time and money on the education that you're going to need to do that. So.
0: And when the floaters are around, it really is the techs that are, are running the show. Um, <laughs> what's, what's your best daily ritual to keep uh, your work on track?
1: Well, I start off every morning with my Starbucks coffee, and that keeps me pretty focused in the morning. Um, and then uh, I just pretty much kind of do the same thing. You, know, you start off with a great, you respond to your emails and you, know, you do all the grading that you need to do you know, for the day just so everything's ready to go and kind of work on other projects as they go just throughout the day. But like the first thing I like to do is return calls, re, you know, respond to emails, get the grading done, and then just move on to other things.
0: Okay, and then finally, what inspires you?
1: What inspires me? Um, well, that's a good question. <laughs> like my kids inspire me. I mean, I want to do well. I want to, you know, provide a good life for them. and I want to set a good example for them, because I want them to grow up to be, you know, pretty functional adults. So, I mean, you know, every day, you know, you just got to think of, you know, the kids. So, I think my kids inspire me a lot.
0: Yeah, I, I would love for my kids to to come to college here, and I can just imagine it like, Dad, no, we're not going to be at the same place, but... <laughs> But if their friends came here, then, you know, maybe they would. So who knows? Uh, Who knows how it'll work out? Well, Crystal, I I know you're super busy and and you've got looks like sounds like you're working at least one and a half jobs. Uh, So I appreciate you coming on the pharmacy podcast.
1: No problem. It's been a pleasure.
0: Thanks for listening
1: to the Pharmacy
0: Future Leaders podcast with your host, Tony Guerra. Be sure to share the show with the hashtag Pharmacy Future Leaders.